Welcome everybody to another episode of Two Guys One Topic. I'm Liam. And I'm Ollie. And for those of you that don't know, or for any new listeners, each episode we tape a topic that we know very little about and we give ourselves a week to read and research all about it. The idea being that we then share what we feel is the most important pieces of information with you, the listeners. Yes, and we are not experts in anything that we talk about. This is just a summary of our findings. Um, But hopefully by sharing some knowledge with you, we can all learn just a little bit about a whole lot of things. Definitely, Liam. And we've got a good one this week. This is an Ollie's Choice episode. The topic this week is humanoid robots. Okay, Ollie. Humanoid robots then. This was your choice after you watched a video from Boston Dynamics of a, a robot, which its name is Atlas, doing backflips and parkour. Um, what on earth did you know about humanoid robots before we started? <laughs> um, not very much. Not very much. And it turns out it's a really interesting but quite a complicated topic to get into. No, yeah, it was it was the Boston Dynamics video that I'm sure loads of people have seen where they had their robot Atlas doing parkour. So that's where it's running around, jumping over obstacles, doing backflips. And the first time I watched it, I almost thought it was CGI. I thought it was like a, a from a film rather than it actually being a, a proper robot. Yeah. And I thought, that's nuts. Let's look into that and have it as one of our topics. How about yourself? Yeah, exactly. Um I think what probably lots of people think. I just Terminator Two is my favourite film. Yep. And uh, you know, I've said this before to you, but I tried to go on Mastermind with Terminator Two as my specialist subject. I didn't get on, obviously. So everything I know about humanoid robots comes from that. So I'm just, <laughs> are they going to take over? Like, how good is their AI? You know, that's probably what a lot of people think when you think of a robot. You just think of Arnold Schwarzenegger turning up and. Causing havoc, right? Yeah, exactly. So it might be interesting if that is your thought. Carry on listening because we will get into that a little bit later. Before we jump into the topic of humanoid robots, um, so this is my choice. We've already had Liam's choice last week, which was container shipping. We have got the listener choice to announce, haven't we? Yeah. So we did. Um, we asked for lots of comments, thoughts of things that you might want us to talk about. We had loads this time. We had to have a couple of semi-final rounds on Instagram, didn't we? And then we got it down to a final choice and we will announce that later on. Sounds good. So feel free to skip to the end if you want to know what next week's topic is as a spoiler, <laughs> but or just listen for the next 25, 30 minutes and we'll tell you then. <laughs> nice. So I think it's probably worth saying before we then get into humanoid robots, it's maybe just worth saying about robots and robots have been around for ages and we have robots living all around us don't we i think a a simple definition of a robot is just a machine that is capable of executing some tasks autonomously i mean what was it that that you came up with yeah i was reading a a article and they said that if you ask 10 different roboticists you'll get 10 different answers about what a robot was but generally speaking okay. they do tend to agree on these facts um a robot is an intelligent physically embodied machine so it's an actual thing um it can perform tasks autonomously to some degree and it can sense and manipulate its environment okay that's what a robot is apparently and there's um, there's loads of examples of that isn't there just we've you know even using like a Tesla car, your Alexa, there's 
all industrial uses of robots as well you know robotic arms to move things around in in warehouses and stuff yeah 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 and the ones you know you've probably might have seen like amazon have got the ones going around picking things and on those little you know on wheels and stuff um like you said the ones on car factories that pick up huge sheets of metal and just move them from one side to the other side they are robots you know they are performing tasks autonomously uh, they are manipulating their environment but they're not humanoid are they they're not what we think of as a as a as a robot if you like yeah yeah exactly and so it's a humanoid robot what we'll be focusing on this week just to try and focus this topic because robots could be enormous so it's it's a robot that has a human-like appearance able to handle complex tasks in all different environments it tends to have two arms and two legs not always but tends to be that it looks very much like a human, especially from the waist up. Yeah, like an Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we, we like you said, this topic, robots is enormous. Like we'd be here all day trying to talk about robots. Uh, so we just tried to shrink it down a little bit, didn't we? And we went with like humanoid robots. So yeah, yeah, ones that look like us when you think of a robot. I think lots of people think of that when they think of a robot anyway. You know, if you say, what's a robot? You think of like, rah, 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 like a robot walking around, don't you? <laughs> Yeah, is it C three PO? Is that the one from Star Wars? That's probably one as well. That's more of a, a happier one rather than Terminator. Yeah, not not seen not seen that Star Wars or Star Trek. I wouldn't even know which one's which. <laughs> Do you know? I was actually reading about the thing that got robots into people's homes was the autonomous vacuum cleaners, like those Roombas. And like stuff. the Roomba. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was like something that was a a gateway drug into getting people having more gateway drug into their into their house so how come there's an explosion um, expl- um in uh like these humanoid robots then because it turns out you start googling humanoid robots and we'll talk about them later every tech company in the world seems to have their own version of a humanoid there's robot loads, isn't there it, that really there is, it doesn't matter like we, we could list there. a dozen probably yes yeah, yeah yeah there's there's some that are really well known and super famous like atlas from boston dynamics but it turns out there's a whole heap of other humanoid robots and it's basically coming down to that the components and parts for it are just getting cheaper isn't it for for companies to then undertake this themselves to create their own ones yeah. essentially that's exactly what it is you know that they, they've got they've got three main parts don't they? they have sensors so they can sense the environment however whatever they're sensing it doesn't matter um you know they might sense um things in their environment, temperatures in their environment. Yeah, um, the physical space can, that they're occupying. Yeah, some of them can sense like like what stuff is made out of, aren't they? They can like sense that this is soft, this is hard. I can step, I can't step there. But the point is, the, the sensors in general are, are coming down in price. And also, I guess if everybody's making these robots, then there's more demand for sensors. So there's they're more in the market. So they're cheaper, I guess. Yes, right? exactly. And there's... Yeah, there's all different sensors to do with like balance. There's some things that you sort of take for granted, which needs to be super complicated in in the sensor world. Like we can balance. We've just got something on the inside of our ear that helps us balance. But for robots on two legs, that's a super difficult thing to do if they're carrying out tasks or walking on an uneven terrain. So, yeah, these sensors are getting better they're coming down in price and it's making it more manageable to build them. And they, use, they use those with, um, the self-driving cars, don't they? You know, they've got sensors all over them, just yeah. sensing the environment. So, you know, as a technology, with so many people starting to use them in all different 
things, um, applications, then it turns out that you can use them a bit cheaper in robots. So that's one of the reasons. They also have, what's the fancy name for their, um, that makes all them, them move? <laughs> yeah, it's an actuator. So if you're having a look at a, a robot and it's doing probably any sort of movement, then it's controlled by an actuator. And I didn't know what an actuator was, so I had to look it up. And it, it, this is the, the term for it. It's a device that uses a form of power to convert a control signal into mechanical motion. And simply put, I think one of the examples you gave me is just lifting your lever under your seat to put your car seat back. Yes, yeah, it's, it's an actuator is anything that like moves anything. So the, the thing that is on your car seat that makes your car seat move forwards and backwards, that's an actuator. But robotics, they have actuators attached to motors. So it's like automatic. It happens using the motor without somebody having to move it themselves. Um, it, it's a fancy word for a combo electric motor and gearbox that you'll find in a robot's joint. Yep. Apparently. Yeah, An actuator yeah. determines how strong a robot is and how smoothly or not smoothly it moves. And without actuators, robots would crumple like ragdolls. Yes. And that, that whole smooth movement, as you say, is down to more actuators, better actuators, and them appearing more human and sort of moving away from that noise that you were just making a minute ago about <laughs> what you think a robot is. Yeah. They, they have, though, there is a new technology called soft robotics where the actuator, so imagine you want to move your elbow, um, you know, instead of using a hinge that is attached to a motor maybe, so it opens it or closes it, they use air or oil in like in a bag, almost exactly the same as a muscle. Yes. And they squeeze it and the oil moves to the other side of the bag and in doing so, opens your arm or closes your arm. Yes. And they, they do that. And then what's the other um, thing that, that that robot does? Because it, it's, it's so human-like almost, this motion of like squeezing blood almost, but squeezing oil. What does this uh, robot do? Yeah, I told you this, didn't I? There's a robot in Japan made using this soft robotic. So to look at it, it looks like it's got all these little bags all over it, but they're like, they work exactly like muscles do. But it has so many actuators and motors on there that it overheats. So to cool it down, they have to... They pour, I don't know if it's a liquid, like it could be a coolant or water, whatever, over the motor to keep it cool when it's working. But it means it has the appearance of sweating. So this <laughs> robot, can, this video, is called, the robot is called Kengoro. Um, he, he has 116 actuators that pull on cables and things, um, but he can do press-ups. But as he's doing them, he can do them for like ages, like minutes and minutes and minutes and minutes. Uh, eventually he starts to sweat because the motors and the actuators warm up and they pour the liquid over it and it just drips off. That's nuts. That's so good. But I guess that the biggest thing that we've not even really mentioned is, so you've got this, yeah, the sensors, which obviously let them know where they're going. You've got what's around them, what they can feel. They've got tactile ones and they've got these actuators, which help them move. But it's this artificial intelligence, isn't it? It's the, almost the, the brain of them and like the computing power behind them and I don't know, artificial intelligence could well be one of those topics all in its own right because artificial intelligence yeah. links into machine learning and it gets super complicated. But it's they're, they're getting more and more clever about being able to recognise and teach themselves how to do things, aren't they? Yeah, that's exactly that. And try reading about artificial intelligence and how robots learn things and... It's impossible. You need to be so clever to read this. What, so they, <laughs> robots. You can do it. Robots, I believe in you, Liam. You can do it. Robots can teach themselves things nowadays, right? Which, like, how do you explain that to someone? A robot, a machine, can learn 
how to walk better or how to jump higher or whatever it might be. So this is called deep reinforcement learning, which is a category. So I Googled deep reinforcement learning for dummies and I got through about one line and then got lost. <laughs> it's basically, right, robots learn in a similar way to humans, right, and they are rewarded or penalized based on their actions. So if they do something well, they are rewarded for it and therefore they learn that is the thing they should do. Yes, Quite how that works, though, I don't know. Uh, one example is, um, you remember, there's a, there's a, I think it's a company called, is it Google DeepMind? I think Google and a company called DeepMind who ran a, a something called AlphaGo, and I think it yeah, beat it. somebody at chess, didn't it, or something? Is it that no, one? It beat it at Go. So there oh, was, yeah, no, that's right. I think it that Go game, didn't it? So there's there's the, um, it's, a, it's a Chinese game, isn't it, where you, you effectively you have white pieces and black pieces on a pegs, and you put them into a, your own pegs, and then if you create a line of all one colour, then you get that whole... I'm trying to explain this. <laughs> so anyway, it's, it's as billions of different outcomes, this game, depending on how you move. And yeah, they, they managed to get this, this um, humanoid mind to outthink the very best Go players in the world. Yeah, so anyway, the answer is, why, <laughs> why are there more humanoid robots or robots in general? Just because... AI is getting much better as well. And, you know, as technology improves, they're just going to get better and better at it. Um, yeah. And like you say, with safe driving cars, having to use that sort of technology, um, the technology itself is going to get easier for, for people to use. But they're, they're but, not just doing it for fun, are they? They're not just creating these robots for fun. There's actually a purpose to them. And the sort of the, the reasons people are able to do it is because things are coming down in price. But people are coming up with these ideas about how you can use humanoid robots to hopefully benefit us and, and live amongst us. So they're, they're looking at them for how they can be used as like personal assistants, how they can be used in caregiving situations or um, help with people recover from like strokes or people with dementia. Mm -hmm. You can use yep. the education. There's obviously an entertainment ability with them as well. Um, and then also, yes. Yeah. That's a big one, isn't it? Search and rescue. Um, and Sending also, um, robots. Particularly things like where it's hazardous. Um, I read like, you know, like nuclear reactors or something. If, they, yep. if somebody needs to go in there, they can't send a person. So they send a, a robot. And the reason they're making the, one thing I, I, know, I read about why they're actually making them like humans, because the world is made for us. So, so they need them to be like us yep. if they want to send them in places. They can't make them different, like on wheels and stuff, because – or like – you know, caterpillar tracks or something because the world, they won't get around. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, as you say, for those dangerous environments, they'll send robots down to check like dangerous situations, like down into mines or mm -hmm. yeah, trying to recover people from, um, from dangerous situations. And then there's also the future looking one about space exploration. So what you can do, like a purpose of them could be is you fire a load of them off in a rocket, send them onto Mars they can start building some sort of civilization on Mars. You don't need to worry about them coming back as much either. You can just sort of send them off and they could be gone. Like it's not like humans where they might then want that longing to come back. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. And um, I'd read that I, I Googled, why do they need to look human? Because some of them, like, and we'll talk about some of them later. Some of them look unbelievably much, unbelievably like a human, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they definitely um, do. And the reason being, because we trust them. And the reason being, you know, we would trust, there's, there's um, that's like a psychological thing that we will trust something that we are familiar with and we will be comforted by it. So, you know, if you've got one of these robots, 
I don't know, at a reception desk in a business. So you don't have to employ a receptionist because it's essentially just an admin job. I don't, maybe, I don't know. Um, if, if that robot were to look human, you would trust that more than one that looked like, I don't know, I, uh, I don't know. I can't think of a robot that Iron Man or something. <laughs> yeah, look like Godzilla. Oh, the Iron Giant, the Iron Giant I was thinking of, but not Iron Man. He actually looks human, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that makes perfect sense. And, and so, yeah, we're looking into these different purposes about the way different robots can be used. I then started to look into Atlas and the Boston Dynamics one and sort of went into a little bit of a loop about just Boston Dynamics themselves. And I just, okay. I just found it found it quite interesting, seeing as it like sort of sparked the, the idea for this topic and the robot doing parkour. And I didn't realise that Boston Dynamics had been around for 25 years. So they've been... Oh, wow. They've been around for you know pretty long time, but they've only come to the forefront as of late. But their their CEO, um, the chap called Mark Raybert, he says that the long term goal of them is to build robots that have the functional levels and performance that are equal or greater to people and animals. So they're they're taking the attributes, you know, the the best attributes of mainly physical ones, um, best attributes of humans and animals, and then trying to replicate them into a humanoid robot form. Whoa, that's starting to get a bit creepy, isn't it? <laughs> took it apparently, the, so this Atlas apparently did take them, took them 10 years, you know, over, what was it? We, you know, we did an episode on the dip. How long has it taken them to get to that yeah. point? You know, it's yeah, an exactly. overnight success took 10 years. Yeah, exactly. But if they stick it out, as we said in the episode on the dip, then they'll get great rewards at the end. Yeah. Um, but I think we'll probably put a post out, won't we, um, about, you know, maybe a video or a link to a video of Atlas. Because you, you really, us talking about it, you really should see it. Because it's immense what this robot can do. Definitely, um, Definitely. you know, it, it it just moves like a human. He's got cameras. He <laughs> he uh, has cameras all over it to to sense everything, and then just works out how adjust adjust accordingly. Yeah, I was I was quite interested just to know some of the physical dimensions about it. So it's it's under five foot. It's one and a half meters high. So it's four foot nine inches high um it's it's got these 28 different hydraulic joints that it has that allows it to do all of these funky moves it's actually really lightweight so one of the things that they needed to do was make sure it was lightweight but robust and so it's its body is just made from 3d printing to be like okay. a, a single shell and it's got some yeah really cool battery technology inside of it obviously um and a pretty mental computer as well yeah, yeah. There's some videos of it. You watch a guy like he's controlling it like a PlayStation game, isn't he? So they're running him round. Him again? Do we call them him or her? Like that's <laughs> a bit strange, isn't it? When they're so human, like what? What do you call them? Like that'd be that's worth dis another discussion, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. So he locates obstacles in real time. Uh, they, they've got videos of his sensors working out. Oh, there's a box in front of me. Right. I need to to get on that box. But but he's being controlled so that. Uh, this is where I got a bit stuck. I didn't fully understand. Like a, a guy is telling him to walk forwards, but he is realizing that in front of him is a box I need to climb up on. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And then it's also the skill of knowing that the robot can compute super, super quickly, almost if a platform it's going to stand on could be a little bit slippy. And so it needs to mm -hmm. like readjust and, and get its balance in place to then carry on and move yeah. on to the next thing. But like, yeah, that, that parkour video that you've seen, it's not just doing it for the first time, is it? 
No, 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 no. He's they've practiced it over. It's rehearsed, choreographed almost like okay. over and over again. It's not. I don't know. It'd be great if we could talk to one of them. You know, uh, we we fired out some emails, didn't we? We might be able to get a chat with one of them. Um, yeah, is he doing it using his artificial intelligence brain, or or have they just gone go do the, do this move again? I don't know. It's very complicated. I know what you mean, as in like just program telling it how much strength and effort it needs to put in to do each of those weird steps yeah. and jumps and everything or is it just actually figuring it out as it goes along i did read that that as they try and do more complicated things the computational power of the uh, the microchip or the computer inside him they need to get better so they might hit a point where they they need they don't have the computational power to do it because it takes so long to run all like in its brain to work out all of these different things that he's got to yeah. do yeah. Like you just stand still while he's trying to work it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That I, I like that. I, I read one of the reasons why they're doing parkour as well, which is quite cool. It's because it is just super difficult to do. They're like, what's the point in getting it just to run in a straight line? Because that's yeah, not yeah. going to have any real world use. So let's try and get it doing what is potentially the most difficult maneuvers like in a row of backflips and jumping around and everything. And let's just see if it can make it do it. And then we know that we are then meeting that aim of theirs to try and build robots that have a functional level performance greater to humans. Looks a bit like it's doing Ninja Warrior, doesn't it? If you're not sure what we're saying when we say parkour, <laughs> yeah. it looks like it's doing like some sort of Ninja Warrior thing. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. But moving on to another one. So we've got like the other end of the spectrum where you've got one that doesn't have any legs, but is a humanoid robot called Sophia, haven't you? This is a creepy robot, right? If if we'll put a post out, but find a, a video of Sophia the robot. She's like her gimmick is how human she looks, isn't it? Like she's not, she doesn't actually have legs. She's got arms and a like a torso and a head, and her legs are actually wheels. But she like she wears a dress, so you can't tell. But yes. her face can make fifty different facial expressions. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's always and she's got super clever AI. Like her ability to communicate is really, really good. Like you can have a whole conversation with her. Like yes. that's a, that's a different level of of robot to the Boston Dynamics one, Atlas. Yeah. So so this one, as you say, it's it's very much um, being able to use emotions and that whole other end of the spectrum about what makes humans different to robots and what we're really good at that whole mm-hmm. um, emotional emotional side and, and being able to hold a conversation where atlas can't talk so it was it was actually unveiled in 2005 and it's by a company called hansen robotics which they're a hong kong based company and the chap who created it was a guy called david hansen and if you look at it see see what you think it's modeled to look on audrey hepburn um, and also his wife apparently and it's apparently to embody classical beauty, according to Handsome Robotics. And it's yeah, she's she's nuts. That you would want to look at and talk to. Going back to your theory about a receptionist. Yeah, and then they've 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 made her sister, haven't they? Are we allowed her sister? I do those two fingers things. I don't know if you can say. I don't know if that works. She's got a sister called Grace, right? who's essentially, it must be based on her. You know, they just take the technology and just make it slightly different. They've got a sister called Grace, who's a healthcare robot. So why are they bothering to make this? They've got her sister who can take readings. She has um, some sensors on her. She can take pulse and temperature readings. 
but also she's there for social stimulation, particularly in COVID, like it's blown up a little bit, hasn't it? Get get these robots in where people don't need to be, particularly with uh, perhaps old people or people who are, are socially distancing or, or on you their own. Have visitors to hospital. Yeah, she can guide exercise, you know, because she can communicate so well. She can like, let's get down and do 10 press ups. Right. Get up and do me this or, or you know, have conversations and just be, um, you know, that sort of person, I guess, to help you out. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I just to r- remind everyone what Liam was saying. So it's capable of like chatting, smiling, even telling jokes. They're not very good jokes. The jokes that I saw um, her tell him, but it's, it's still pretty good. That yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, you can sit and have personality behind her. Yeah, and have a conversation with. Yeah, she, she, yeah, she can talk because I guess because you're a robot, you can plug in anything you want. She can speak. Uh, what does she speak? She speak English. I can't remember Mandarin and Japanese. I think it might be or something like totally fluently because it's just a. I guess it's just like Google Translate. You just go yeah, like two cool. different language. And even, um, even the appearance of her, it's almost like the the masks that you might see. It's 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 like a rubber mask like that you you might wear, and it's it's called Frubber. And it's basically an elastic form of rubber, which can then help all those motors underneath move and give the impression of a smile or a frown or a... It's uncanny. It really, yeah. really is. It really is. Yeah. So, I mean, there's those. Tesla came out with a robot, didn't they? Was that just this week or last week? It's yeah. pretty recent. Yeah. That, uh, that's just pretty funny, started that. doing this. It's funny. It's, it almost seems like Tesla are sort of jumping on the bandwagon. I, I watched the Elon Musk launch of it. And he was saying, our cars are pretty much robots already with all the sensors and they're just robots on wheels with all the sensors and everything else that they've got on them and them able to navigate in the real world. So why don't we just transform that into like a humanoid looking robot? Essentially, that's essentially what they've said. And they said there'll be a prototype perhaps sometime next year with the idea being they think it should be able to do things like if you ask it to go to the shop and pick you up from shopping, they reckon or he says, you know, we should be able to do that. He says it won't be very big, though, doesn't he? It's quite funny what he said. It will be so not very big, not very fast, because... Yeah, in case it then turns on you. So he's he's famously said before about, like, AI is the most dangerous thing in the world at the moment, he believes, like, more so than the nuclear weapons. And so he, he says that the Tesla bot is intended to be friendly, and he's built it in such a way that you can then maybe overpower it or run away from it if it were to turn on people <laughs> yeah but they the say official launch yeah yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> don't worry about it he's not very heavy and you should be able to beat it up or run away from it but it, they said it can go five miles an hour right which is a 12 minute mile so that's not slow if you can't run do you know what i mean like <laughs> i'm not sure you, everyone will be able to run, out, run away from it but yeah like you said it sort of felt like they've sort of jumped like they didn't have anything to show it was just some some videos, wasn't it, about what it might be? Yes. Uh, yeah. They're a little bit less. One more I wanted to talk about quickly. There's a pair of robot legs called Cassie. Oh, this is super interesting. Yeah, go on. So they've developed a a pair of legs called Cassie. I think it. I don't want to say the university. I'm going to get it wrong. I think it was Oregon University. I, I can't exactly remember. So I apologise if they ever listen to this. Anyway, the, the the difference with these legs is this robot, it doesn't it doesn't look complete like human because it's got no arms or head. Um, but this robot learned to walk in a simulation. So it taught itself 
I, I don't know how this works. <laughs> Taught itself how to work in a simulation, right? So they plugged it all into this thing. It, it could walk around and it learned everything. Then all they did, as soon as they realized it could walk properly, properly, they put it in a they put it in a virtual environment called Sim Mechanics, which mirrors real world physics really accurately. Okay. Once they they said right, this will be able to walk. They plugged that information. And imagine taking out a USB stick and going, right. They plugged it into the legs, and the legs just started walking. Yeah. And they didn't they didn't they didn't tell the legs what to do. The, the legs went off and did a five k in like 50 minutes or something yeah uh, but totally haven't learned itself which is nuts really really clever and you you're also saying you're telling me earlier about how it actually damaged itself during this five yeah yeah it damaged a couple of motors in its right leg apparently but it was able to adjust its movements to compensate which is nuts like and no one's telling it to do that yeah it's just figured out figured out how it can yeah move. yeah yeah so so anyway that, yeah, so, I mean, there's loads. Samsung have got one. Sony have got one. Honda have got that Asimo robot. Toyota have one. Kawasaki have one. They've got different robots. And, you know, talking about them always, we're not going to be able to, are we? But we've no. said some of the main ones, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there is a problem with them looking human, isn't there? Like, that, that, was, that has been proposed to, uh, to, um, to everybody, I guess. It's, it's a funny situation, isn't it, where we were saying that you need them to look human so that we trust them but it's actually a funny old situation where if it goes too far the other way and they make them superhuman as in if they make them look just like humans then we actually get a bit freaked out about them and there's something called the uncanny valley isn't there yeah masahiro mori in 1970 posed this this idea that a robot looks really human and we start trusting it and we like it. And the more human it looks, the more we trust it and the more we like it. And the more human it looks, the more we trust it and the more we like it until it hits a point where it's not quite human enough and it freaks us all out and we are repulsed by it. Yeah. Uh, so then then we, we just don't like it. Yeah, which is true, isn't it? Because you're sometimes like, even if you watch some like CGI, like I know, like computer game stuff, if you know, like on a computer game, there'll sometimes be a, a scene between like changing levels or after you complete something. And if their face just isn't quite moving correctly, if their mouth's a little bit out yeah. of sync and all that, yeah. you sort of watch it and you're just like, oh, that's that's a bit awkward. Yeah. And it's it's almost where it's just gone just that bit too far. And they're not able to do it. That just makes you think, yeah, that that's that's a bit odd. Yeah, they've said filmmakers, animators have had this problem for a long time. And you'll find like some films where the characters are particularly cartoony, it, we can get on board with that. But when you watch one where they're trying to make them really human, it just don't quite work in your head. And that's the same with robots there. This uncanny valley is that when, when this robot is so human, you'll look at it and it won't quite be right and it will freak us out instead yes. of us being on board with it. You'll be like, oh, can't. Don't know if that's that's a bit creepy. You know, like you know when you see those statues, I think, you know, like in London, where you, you can't tell is it a real human or not. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not enjoyable to look at because you're not sure if it's real or not. It's a bit like that, I think. So that's why when you when you see pictures, if you haven't seen them already, of the likes of the Tesla bot, it's got arms and legs and a body, but its face is just like it's just like a computer screen, isn't it? It's like a like almost like a, a flat mannequin there's no facial features on it at all you know it's a yeah. head you can tell it's a head so you know it's human enough but there's just no features so we should then be happy with it apparently yeah so 
the last thing I wanted to, or I ended up reading about was, are they going to take over the world? <laughs> are we going to end up with real life Terminator happening? So there's two bits to that, I reckon, in terms of are they going to take over the world? And the answer is yes, that they're going to take over the world in terms of jobs and getting rid of those mundane tasks, repeatable tasks, or doing work in dangerous areas. So yep. they're going to they're going to be living alongside us, but it seems really, really unlikely that we'll get into the Terminator situation where they'll gain a consciousness yeah. and then they'll be able to then, for some reason, want to overthrow humans. Yeah, definitely. I think, and, you know, and this is just me and you thinking, like there's no right or wrong here, really. Yep. No one knows. Um, yeah, I think, like you said, they'll replace the mundane jobs. But what will happen is, as things become more efficient, because robot, you know, if you have a warehouse and suddenly you've got a bunch of robots doing jobs that are much more efficient than humans, you then need the humans to be redeployed somewhere else to fill all the extra demand. You know, if you're suddenly packaging twice as many boxes, you now need loads more humans to drive them around places or, or whatever, won't you? Well, that that has actually happened in real life, hasn't it, with Amazon? So Amazon, yeah, they they. They think that they, they, they put a bunch of self-carrying robots in about 2014. And then they, they claim or say that having done so, they now employ three times as many full-time warehouse workers having, since then. So, so that was because the robots were so efficient in terms of getting stuff from the shelves to then bring back for people to pack them, to then ship them. Because that part of the, the job got so yeah. efficient, they then needed yeah. more people to actually yeah. fulfill all those additional orders. And it's, it's interesting yeah. reading about how people with technology revolutions in the past, they've mispredicted or got it wrong on what they thought a technology would do. So one of them, for example, was with cars, industrial re- revolution, where it went from horses and people, every, everyone then moving on to having cars instead to move them around and move goods around. And people said, oh, we're going to lose all of our jobs. It's going to be the end of the world. What happened was loads of mechanical jobs set up. We needed more people yeah. to then look after the cars to make sure the cars knew what they were doing um, or the cars working, not knowing what they were doing, making sure the cars were running and, and doing as they should. Yeah. And it just created loads more jobs. And so... A bit like a bit like the container ship, like you know, when we were saying last week about containers taking over. When when that was first posed, they had lots of um, protests, didn't they, from the dockyard workers and stuff yes. that we're not going to be needed anymore. But you know, we've seen that that took over the world, and it turns out they needed way more people at the docks. Yes, uh, yeah. you know, because it just efficiency. You know, somebody does something else what somewhere further down the line. Something along the lines of that efficiency just gets driven out of a process more and more. That's what some people are scared about or have fear. Yeah, about. it says, um, I, re- I wrote this, I quoted this from somewhere. Any slack is perpetually being optimized out of the system. So you just, you know, as machines are taking over, they're just they're just cutting out tiny little minutes that where they can save here and there, I guess. There was a good one which you mentioned earlier about that robot Grace where she can then start doing some of the mundane tasks and checks that nursing or care staff would do, which then allows the nurses and care staff to actually look after people. So then they then keep on doing a temperature check or keep checking their blood or whatever it might be. A robot can do that. Then you get a human to actually care for somebody. Yeah. 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 But do robots show compassion? That was something I was reading. Do they show what is it? Compassion, empathy, those sorts of things that we have as humans. Are they ever going to be able to do that? Uh, don't know. It seems a little bit unlikely, doesn't it? 
at this point yeah. in time. But, but yeah, they they like you said, they can they, they they can communicate and chat with and have conversations with people. Um, but you know, do they feel quite like humans? I don't know. Um, maybe we'll have an interview of one of those. Let's ch- let's try and interview um, Grace or Sophia or someone. Let's see if we just <laughs> talk to a robot. Imagine that. That'd be so cool. So do, do you reckon there'll be a, a Terminator uprising? No, I don't. But let me tell you about my fact that I've got. My two guys, one topic takeaway. Go on then. Talking about what robots can and can't do. There are so many facts you can Google about robots, but I like this one. Um, MIT, right? One of the skills that they are putting into their robots or, or a robot or something they're working on um they've got robots that can see round corners so okay. robots have such good sensors on them that they can see changes in light coming from round the corner so they know that there's somebody there or there isn't somebody there so when they're steaming around the corridors in the hotels or, or in the hospitals or wherever it is they might be going or cleaning hotels or whatever okay they will never crash into anything or each other because they can see round corners <laughs> and we can't see that we cannot see you know you can't see really subtle change in light that tells me yeah. you're coming down the corridor they yeah. can they can already see that so they know to slow down or, or stay on the inside or whatever which is nuts that's cool no i like that i'll let you know my one then so my two guys one topic takeaway is going back to sophia the robot that we were talking about earlier and about her her big skill being that she has emotions and a mind of her own and she can draw and paint and sing and stuff. And earlier this year, she did a self-portrait and then it was sold as an NFT. So one of those non-fungible tokens, which again could be a whole topic in itself. Um, one of like those, those new digital, a digital image, a self-portrait, which was her morphing into another another picture it sold for just under $700,000. <laughs> How mad is Mate, that? Maybe we should get Valdemar back on and ask him whether that picture's any good. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So we've had, yeah, That's Sophia cool. the Robot has done a self-portrait of herself and it sold for just under $700,000. Well, I did write another one down and we haven't mentioned it, so I think it's worth, you know, yeah, we should have mentioned this at the start. Where the word robot comes from? Oh, yeah, go on then. The word robot, very quickly, very, very, take one sentence. The word robot comes from the Czech word, ro- I don't know how you say it, robota. Ro- it might be robota. Um, and it means hard work. And uh, it was first written in a book, they think, way back in like 1920. That is the first use they think of the word robot or where the word robot has come from. Nice. No, I like that. The Czech word for hard work. Right. Humanoid robots. What are your thoughts? <laughs> haven't done that. Haven't done the work this week. What were you thinking? Super interesting. It is a massive topic as well. In just in terms of that, there's so many different strains or specialities of these human robots. I think the interesting thing for me is, is that they're struggling to really replicate them as humans, in that they can they can only specialize in certain areas. So Atlas is great at doing all those movements, but it can't talk. Whereas Sophia is coming up with all these conversations, but it can't walk. And it just almost shows like how difficult it is to get like a real life Terminator or C-3PO and put it all into a single robot. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I don't think I've got anything different to say other than I I think I totally agree with that. Yeah, there's ones there's ones that can swim, but Sophia won't be able to swim and Atlas won't be able to swim. 
Uh, but we can do all those things. And trying to actually get one that is really, really human, um, I'm not sure that's going to happen anytime soon. But what, what do I know about robots except for this? So I can definitely learn. have a conversation with somebody about them now and have some yeah, 100%. Like yeah, absolutely. Absolutely right. Is it is it worth just um, since we've done our, our little wrap up there, having one of our listener messages? Oh, yeah. Go on, then. Get a listener message on. We had a tweet earlier this week, didn't we, by at Fishbowl Podcast. Yep, they said this. Two Guys, One Topic is a podcast I heard recently for the very first time and was a fascinating conversation around bees. And I look forward to diving in sometime soon again as they have a pleasant and interesting vibe with which they deliver. Nice. Uh, so thank you very much, Fishbowl Podcast. That was a very nice little tweet. Yeah, nice. Have some of that. Yeah, it's nice. If you've got any messages, good or feedback, we'd love to hear it. If you feel like you can leave us a five-star review, um, it goes a, goes a little way. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. We hope you've enjoyed Ollie's choice of humanoid robots. Right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, my turn to do the old social media pitch. So if you don't follow us, follow us at Two Guys, One Topic. We're on all the social apps, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, etc. And by doing so, you might have had a choice to pick next week's listener choice episode so i can announce that next week's episode will be all about death row so that should be an interesting one to dive into um thanks for listening like ollie said if you've got any comments or anything let us know hit us up send us direct messages or whatever and we will speak to you all next week thank you very much get out there and share some knowledge <laughs>